This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, welcome to your Hollywood crime scene mini episode. Hi. Hi, Desi. Well, we have an update <gasps> to a story that we covered um, I think a few weeks ago. And that is about the Chinese chess player who defecated in his hotel bathtub. Yeah. So very important. <laughs> this is our top story. This is our top story. Light news week. A competitor, and this is from U.S. News, a competitor in the Chinese chess says he has sued the National Association in China for mental distress after he was stripped of a title for drinking alcohol and defecating in the bathtub of his hotel room at a recent competition. Yan Chenglong doesn't deny what happened, but he wrote in a civil complaint this week that he drank a moderate amount of beer to celebrate his win with other players and then had some food that caused stomach problems and he couldn't make it to the toilet in time. The toilet's right next to the bathtub. How do you shit in the bathtub? It's harder to get into the bathtub than it is to get on the toilet. Well, this complaint came uh, one week after a social media post by the Chinese association that described his drinking and defecation. It said... It said an investigation had found that he damaged hotel property, violated a public order and good behavior, and had a negative impact on the tournament. And the chess industry as a whole. This is a stain. Now, he demands that the association apologizes, restore his reputation in the media, and pay him what amounts to $14,000 in damages. So... He's pretty mad um, that they revealed his shitting. I mean, I understand. I would have mental distress, too, if a couple of bitches on a podcast were making fun of me for shitting in a bathtub. He sent a complaint in an envelope with an express mail sticker, and it, it contained six pages that included photos. Wait, of the shit? I don't know. Why won't they answer that question? What photos? The chess association said they're looking into reports um, that Jan had cheated. But we talked about that with his anal beads, right? Yeah. His vibrating anal beads. Yeah. Maybe that's, I think that's what caused the shitting. Yeah, that's Um, what we speculated last time. It kind of loosened things up. We said it got things moving down there. And then he had a hard partying night. He probably got some food because he had some alcohol. And that was a recipe for disaster. Well, we'll keep you posted. I'd like if he to, wins this suit. <laughs> I'm very invested in this story. I had no idea that there was so much ass play in the game of chess. And this isn't the first time that people have used ass beads or anal beads or yeah. vibrating dildos or like whatever. a guy in England, I think, did it mm. too. And they're always incredibly indignant. Um, so this is a blast from the past. Lindsay Lohan's dad is back in the news. We've talked about Michael Lohan. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, Little yeah. Dirt bag. <laughs> Long Island trash. <laughs> um, well, he's upset. He's very upset that um, I guess this new Mean Girls movie musical came out last weekend and he's weighing in on it because apparently in the movie they took a jab at um, Lindsay Lohan. She obviously was in the original Mean Girls movie playing Katie and he's le- he's been left hurt and disappointed by the remark that's been featured in the film. In the movie, the new the new actress and Gory Rice, who's playing Katie, um, her outfit is is sort of wearing something, and it's her outfit is described as being Y two K fire crotches back, and he doesn't like that they brought up fire crotch. Now, fire crotch, if you don't know, mm. was a very famous history. That is history. <laughs> we need the oral history. <laughs> On the use of fire crotch. Oh, look, Brandon Davis famously called Lindsay Lohan a fire crotch. He said she was poor. She was only worth $7 million as he was leaving a nightclub with Paris Hilton, who famously was uh, laughing and giggling as he was spouting these um, slanderous remarks against Lindsay Lohan. Not and Paris ha- and Lindsay were feuding at the time. Not that there's anything wrong with having red pubic hair. There's nothing wrong with that. But they were clearly trying to um, make fun of Lindsay Lohan. He also said some other things about her He vagina. said, who would want to fuck her? It was very I bet mean. you he would, A lot of people wanted to fuck Lindsay Lohan. That's just very dishonest. Now, Paris, there was some backlash for these inexcusable comments by Brandon Davis. And Paris did have to apologize Brandon also apologized, saying, what started as a joke got carried away. I'm horrified at the words that came out of my mouth. I don't, th- I don't believe it. Well, didn't he break up his friendship with Paris Hilton after a while because he couldn't stand how mean she was? Isn't that what I feel said? like all of those little clicks of the early 2000s have broken up. Yeah. That was a different time. All of those people have kids now. I have a question. <laughs> Isn't Lindsay Lohan in the new Mean Girls movie musical? Doesn't she have a cameo in it? I don't know. Is she upset or is it just Michael Lohan speaking on her behalf? Michael's just trying to get back in the news. Uh, Wow, this article's like, look, just so we know, he's been arrested numerous (laughs) times and charged with domestic violence against his ex wife. Yeah, friendly reminder. Guys, let's not make this guy a hero. Friendly <laughs> reminder, he has been charged with domestic violence and he is serving four years of probation after he was charged with six counts of patient brokering. We don't even want to know our crimes. Michael Lohan is a, he's coming up with new crimes. He's doing crimes we didn't even know about. All you need to know about Michael Lohan is he was the subject for Lindsay Lohan's harrowing 2005 music video, Confessions of a Broken Heart, parentheses, oh. father to daughter. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on with him. And I don't know if Lindsay is in the movie, but I do know she was at the premiere. I'm, um, I mean, she's supportive of the film until I hear any words from Lindsay's mouth. I'm sure she, I think she has a cameo in the film. They should have brought her back to play the mom, the, the party mom. They got um, busy Phillips was playing busy her. Phillips. I mean, busy is great, but that would have been a, that would have been a good casting. I wonder what her cameo is. She has to be like older Katie Heron. Well, I guess but not. But she's not. Because it's, it's, it's literally the same people. You're right. It's not a sequel. 
She, maybe she's a guidance counselor. They always give them that role, you know? <laughs> this is also not the first movie currently coming out or out that is a musical that isn't being marketed as a musical. And I find that really interesting because it's Wonka weird. is apparently a musical too. They, they're like, people don't like musicals. But it's like, why would you make one though if you feel that way? I, Celebrate the musical. I think musicals are great. I am a huge fan of musical theater. There are definitely some hits and misses with translating that to film. But I think it's really unfortunate there's, that there's so many haters that we have to disguise the fact that a movie is also a musical. I, I will say also that if you aren't a musical theater lover and you go buy a ticket to see a movie and it hasn't been marketed as such, wouldn't you be really upset? Or like, excuse You'd be like, me. why are they singing? <laughs> I don't want this. <laughs> someone, someone said that recently because I watched that new... Um, What's it called? Hunger Games. And the girl from West Side Story stars in it. And they're like, I was going to watch that, but then it's a musical. And I was like, it's not a musical. She does sing in it because she plays um, a singer in a band. So there's a few performances where she's in her band, but it's like a few minutes of singing. I was like, that's not what a musical is. Right. Just someone singing in a movie. No, the songs carry, (laughs) they carry the story forward. No, it was crazy. So people, yeah, I don't know. Um, this is an important important law. It's a law story. What is Bills this? and Laws. Is this and from billsandlaws.com? It's from Newsweek. Oh. <laughs> a Kentucky Republican pushes bill to make sex with first cousin not incest. <laughs> is this personal to him? It has to be, right? This, has well, like, to- this is his, Imagine this is your passion. I'm going to run for Congress or whatever this fucking guy is. And I, this is my this is my passion. When he's running for re-election, he can be like, "And I passed the cousin fucking bill." And my that was me. My wife and my cousin is really proud of. Me. <laughs> <laughs> now we can fuck with impunity. And that's really not doing Kentucky any favors, to be honest. <laughs> it's probably all like a joke we all make about Kentucky people, anyway. Right? They probably have to bear that brunt of incest jokes. Yeah. Just in general, right? Just any kind of um I'm not saying joke. I say that. I'm just speaking about how the world is and it's very unfair in okay. my opinion. There's lovely people from Kentucky. <laughs> we know one. Friend of, we know one person from Kentucky, James Fritz. And he's okay, he's fine. You know what? <laughs> he is our source for all things Kentucky though. I do like to ref, I do like to defer to him. Look, and he's pretty hard on Kentucky. He's very hard on Kentucky. So, Whenever he goes back for Christmas, he always does like live tweeting. Sends us pictures of guns. It's <laughs> uh, anyway, this is House Bill 269. Nice. Nice. Is that on purpose? <laughs> I don't know. This oh, he's a, a state representative, Nick Wilson, an absolute bona fide freak. He introduced the bill um, and he said it would strike down the first cousin from the list of familial relationships that it's unlawful to have incest in the state. Wink. (laughs) (laughs) That's what makes it hot. Desi. (laughs) Um, Wait, does this, is he drawing the line at cousins? It would reduce the designation of incest by contact to a class D felony, unless it's committed with a person who is less than 12 years old. Well, thanks for that clarification. That should go without saying. It should. I think there's already laws for that, sir. I mean, I hope. 
Um, so he's only 27 years old. Uh, he first shot to prominence when he was on Survivor. What? This guy has, he want, he loves guy? attention. And that's his, he like, he went on Survivor and he's like, I need some more attention. I'm going to sponsor this incest bill. <laughs> Everyone's going to be talking. <laughs> um, so this is a person, if they found guilty of incest, gauging, engaging in sexual relations with a person they know to be their parent, child, grandparent, grandchild, great-grandparent, great-grandchild, uncle, aunt, nephew, niece, brother, sister, first cousin, ancestor, or descendant. So this would just remove first cousin from this list. So all this the, all only, the other ones are still illegal. So only first cousin. That's why, because it's only first cousin that it seems personal. But that's why I, I'm also like, well, how about ancestor? That seems far enough away. It could be. <laughs> it could be far enough away. Um, I, look, I feel like if you're going to, I don't think it should be necessarily illegal unless it's obviously a minor. Um, like it's like, who, how will you even prove this? We got him. He's Dick Center. Let's go. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see, but we'll, we'll keep an eye on this. We, I need to, Oh wait, some people call it insane. Cause another, another survivor contestant who's also a public defender. She said, this is truly insane. I mean, it so is. I, they got all the lawyers from Survivor <laughs> to comment on this story. <laughs> so any lawyer, who's any been lawyer on who's ever been on Survivor, TikTok is talking about it. Of course. He's leveraged his fame on Survivor to get elected. And now he's doing this. This is so dumb. This is so American. This, this is so we got to look at the guy who loves incest. That's how we call him now. Look oh at him. Oh, my God. He looks like he's fucking his first cousin. He <laughs> He looks really proud of himself. I'm imagine like you get elected to public office and instead of doing something that really helps the people. No, some people do like civil rights legislation. Yeah. (laughs) Voting rights, you know, Medicare, Medi-Cal, social security, something that's going to help people. And this guy's like, I am going to help this great state by making it legal for you to fuck your cousin. I like this article then is like, and here's some famous incest cases <laughs> where people have been charged with incest. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of funny that people can be charged with incest. One person got charged for, um, oh my goodness. That is... I think they had sex with their mom. Okay, that's gross. And, unless you didn't know. <laughs> well, how do you not know? You got adopted. Oh, yeah. Could happen. Um, this is crazy. This is from Bro Bible. <laughs> Desi, wait a minute. Wait. It doesn't, is it Bro Bible that has like a legendary comment section? Oh, is that the one about the weightlifter guys? Brendan? No. That's the bodybuilder forum. Okay, oh, body he says forum. it's the bodybuilder forum. You know what's funny? I saw this story, I looked it up, and I the first one I opened was Bro Bible, and I was like, I need to find this story on another website. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do bro Bible and be like, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to stand by <laughs> bro Bible. Maybe I know bro Bible because it was one of the many websites we ghost wrote for. Oh, I I think you're thinking of another bro. Because bro, I think a lot of people used. I feel like I did some ghost writing for some site that was bro. I do too, but I don't think it was bro Bible. What are this they, is, what's their story? Guinness launches an investigation after world's oldest dog is accused of being a fraud. <gasps> now this gets deep. Why Guinness? Because they're in charge of world records. Oh, the Guinness. Why was well, I you thinking, thinking about of the, the beer? beer? Jesus. 
And if you don't know, I thought he was like an Irish dog. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're not old. <laughs> nice. You're young with a large hairy mustache. <laughs> You're just ugly. I'm so glad we have so many Irish. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Please don't. Uh, My Irish accent is not even, I don't know what that was. (laughs) (laughs) My Irish accent can always be derivative of Irish Spring soap commercials. (laughs) That's where it comes from. Or the Leprechaun movies. Yeah, that's where I get it from. pretty terrible. So this article goes into Guinness's history. We all know what Guinness is. Well... Um, now they're having some controversy. In 2023, a 31-year-old Portuguese Mastiff named Bobby was recognized as the world's oldest dog, and it unseated Bluey, <gasps> an Australian cattle dog, who previously previously set the mark at age 29, and he he lived all the way back in 1939. However, the record has now come under a fair amount of scrutiny. The folks asked. Um, according to Wire, the folks, I don't know who, the folks tasked with certifying Guinness World Records have temporarily paused the records for the oldest living dog and the oldest dog ever due to some questionable evidence concerning the documentation that led to Bobby securing the second honor to before he crossed the Rainbow Bridge. <laughs> you can't say that in a news article. <laughs> Does he cross the Rainbow Bridge in a news article? Come on. Across the Rainbow <laughs> Bridge. I'm going to cry now because I'm going to think of that fucking poem. I know, it's the best poem. So he died. <clears throat> the outlet contacted the Portuguese agency where the dog was registered, and they found out his <clears throat> self-reported birthday is falling in 1992, but they didn't have any documentation to verify that was the case. This raised flags and people. The skeptics came out of the woodwork and they're like, these dogs typically live 12 and 14 years. So they're like, hmm, we're pretty surprised that Bobby managed to defy these odds, especially when you consider he was noticeably overweight. Oh, whoa. See, dog people are like, this is what they're like. Cat people are like, I love when he got chonky. <laughs> and Why are they body shaming this dog? No, so... This is pretty crazy because there's another Chihuahua named Spike. He's he's in he's in contention and he might be the oldest living dog if um Bobby Bobby gets evicted from the title or whatever. <laughs> Wait, so why did they so their their suspicion came from just the fact that this breed doesn't live can't live that long? Well, and they don't have any real documentation. They they just said so. Mm. So they I guess it's kind of sketch. They um, should have picked a different breed. But honestly, every animal pretty much has a made-up birthday, unless they're literally like breeder-type things. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like when you get an animal from a rescue, they're usually like, well, I would think he's two or three. Right. You can't always judge like their age. Unless it's like a, you had them since they were newborn. I can't believe they're calling. Like I don't think you call the the dog is not a fraud. He has no. He doesn't know what the hell is going on That's with his skin. So mean. The dog, the dog is doesn't a fraud. do anything. The people are the frauds. Don't the shame this dog. First, they're calling Fucking, him fat. Then they're saying he's a fraud. He didn't lie. He's a good he doesn't boy. Even know about world records. He, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. I love. I this like when dog. we put all these emotions on a fucking dog. Like he's he's shamed. Yeah, he's been disgraced. He lied. <laughs> he 
lied about his age. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's a Hollywood actress from the 30s. She was actually born in 1932, not 1935. (laughs) She's three years older. Um, Okay. And you have a sad story for us. Our final story this week is from KTLA. Anderson Split Pea Soup Restaurant abruptly closes. Abruptly. It was it was an abrupt closure. Now my mother sent this story to the family group chat and she was very upset about it. And my brother replied, You don't even eat Anderson's <laughs> Why do you care? And it was kind of the same thing we were just talking about before the show. The soup is not anything life changing or yeah. particularly great. It is the Vibe. It's the vibe of passing by Anderson's split pea soup, this institution on the 101 on in between California, I mean San Francisco and LA on the road. Right. Off the off 101. And it's just this like weird old relic. And that, that was they that was their chosen um thing. They're like, we're gonna sell split pea soup, and that's that's our. That's what we're going to be famous for. And you kind of always want to stop when you see it because it's such a weird thing to sell by the side of the road. It's visible from the freeway, and it's very large. And I like places that look like it could be in Disneyland. It's such a weird. It's old fashioned. It's so old fashioned looking. It's it's kind of it's in Buellton. It has like Fantasyland vibes. No, it's a very bizarre place. It has like a whole ass restaurant inside. I've gone to the. Is restaurant. it a hotel attached to it too, or something? The hotel remains open. It says, "Editor's note: While Pea Soup Anderson's restaurant is closing for redevelopment, oh, the hotel remains open." But I think people were alarmed because this one hundred year old roadside restaurant. I don't like that they're calling it Pea Soup Anderson's. I've heard that too. I think that's officially what it's called, no, and it's irritating. We all call it Anderson's Split Pea Soup. Well, I call it Anderson's Pea Soup. It could be that. that yeah. That's acceptable. But Pea Soup Anderson? That's the official name. It's irritating. Maybe they should close for redevelopment and rethink their that's official what name. They need Why to, is it called that? That's fucking stupid. Pea Soup Anderson's, yeah. But sometimes you don't do what's right when it sounds wrong. This restaurant opened in 1924. Anton and Juliet Anderson. I can't believe it's been open that long. No, that's really crazy. I, I've had the pea soup before. It's fine. It's not life-changing. I, this this is a very famous restaurant. I'm going to miss seeing it and not, not stopping. Because every time I pass, I'm like, I should go there. But I, I kind of knew it was going to be gross. It says... Okay, it says the landmark property, which is owned by Milt Gugia Enterprises, was listed Mm. at $4.7 million in August 2020 and has been sold. While the sale is not complete, the escrow process is expected to be finished soon. Gugia Enterprises property administrator Krista Gugia said the century-old building's condition makes it impossible to preserve... Oh. And the buyer is expected to demolish the structure and redevelop it. That is a crime. Oh, that's sad. But if it if they let it get to a place where it's dangerous, I mean, 
Yeah, but they're going to redevelop it into something hideous. hideous. I know. They said there will be a restaurant involved. Whether it will be a pea soup Anderson's is yet to be determined. Everyone's going to hate you if you don't remake Anderson's split pea soup. But you, if you do a new restaurant, it should have pea soup on the menu, like as a tribute, at least. At the, at the very, very least. least. Who knows? Anyway. I mean, look, yeah. Should we take a quick break Yes. Here? Okay, we'll be right back. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates, go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. Desi, what are you watching this week? I am on season two of The Morning Show. Oh my God, I haven't started yet. It's so, it's one of those shows where it's like very well made it keeps you interested, but you're like, technically, I know this is not a great show. <laughs> I can't quite explain it. It's one of those shows where you're like, yeah, it's dragging me along, 
but a lot of this does not really make sense and is weird. Can't wait. Uh, it's, but I'm enjoying it. Like I do look forward at the end of the night to putting it on and be like, nice. yay, the morning show. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> am I watching something else? I don't think so. Just the reality TV nonsense. Um, yeah, I don't have anything. I'm still in my audiobook era. Oh, right. So, I don't know. Over Christmas, I finished Rebecca. Then I did World War Z, because I'd never read that book before. It's very different than the movie. Yeah. Did you know Max Brooks, Mel Brooks' son, wrote that? Oh, yeah, I did. I think I knew that, but when I like reread slash listened to this book, I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's one of those things. There's there's certain facts like that I always forget, and then every time I hear them again, I'm like, oh my god, as yeah. if I don't know them. No, it's crazy. Um, yeah. I finished that, and now I'm listening to this Andy Weir book called Project Hail Mary. He's the guy who wrote The Martian. Okay. So I'm kind of like in a sci-fi space yeah. right now. I need to read. I got some bad books to read. Yeah. Like I'm enjoying that. it. I'm I'm kind of really enjoying having something like reading slash listening to these books that I've been wanting to read but have been putting off. What do you do? Do you just lie down and listen to them? No, I do chores. I go oh. on my walks. I so it's like in replace of podcasts. It's literally in replace of how I listen to podcasts. I mean, I'm still listening to podcasts. Yes, but mostly just listening to audiobooks right now. I need to. Uh, Try that again. Maybe one day I'll be able to listen to audiobooks. <laughs> it's it's cool. And sometimes you get like a like it's just interesting to also hear like the different voice actors. Like voice acting is like for real a skill. Yeah. Do you find certain books easier to listen to than others? Like types or genre? Um I I don't know. I kind of like there's definitely there were certain chapters in World War Z I found myself rewinding a lot because it's like each story, it's just like a slice of life from like each, it's like an interview of like each person right. who survived the zombie apocalypse. So and, is it you not paying attention or? In, or sometimes some of the stories were like not as interesting to me as other ones, right. but I still listen to all of them. Um, and then there was definitely a few moments in like Rebecca and in Frankenstein where it was like some old ass word where I had to like stop and look it up. <laughs> like, what is that? Yeah. Uh, but now I'm the last two books I've read of are like modern books. Yeah. So um and the the voice actor is like very animated for this Andy Weir book, so it's like pretty easy to follow along. This one's easy to follow along. Okay. Even though it's very science heavy. Yeah. Because that guy, like the Martian is like very science. Yeah. Sciencey. So there's like definitely some stuff from like I yeah. that sounds like math. Yeah, sometimes you just go through and look for context clues. I'm looking for context clues. I'm enjoying it, though, and um, I watched The Curse Oh right. recently with Emma Stone and Nathan Fielder and Benny Safdie, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I really liked it a lot. I think Benny Safdie is my favorite actor right now. Really? He's so fucking good. I didn't know he could act. Wow. He's so good in this show. I didn't watch it. 
it's Emma Stone is like also fantastic and she plays one of the most irritating but compelling characters I've ever watched. Wow. Like her character is so insufferable, but she does such a good job at it. Yeah. It's like kind of incredible. And then Drag Race is back. Yes. So season 16, <clears throat> RuPaul's Drag Race, Nymphia's my my girl right now, and Safira. I'm all about Nymphia and Safira. I'm looking forward to DragCon again. Oh, yeah. That's like in May. Yeah, that's not too far off. It'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be super fun. I want to go early this time so we can see them walk in. Like the little we, parade? We missed it last time because we didn't know. We came like right at the end. Yeah. I think it'll be fun to see that because then you'll see everyone. And I want to meet more queens. Yes. Yeah, it was fun. It Very was fun. fun. It was really fun. Um, is there anything else you're watching? That I watched? For All Mankind? No, no I need to catch up on For mm. All Mankind. I've just been in a... Um, I like I like the morning show. I'm into that style of show, and I would watch almost a million more things in that style. Yeah. Where it's very easy to watch. I've, if I fall asleep, I just rewind and watch. It doesn't like take away from anything. Yeah. I, I like that's like an ideal show um, for me. But one thing I have to say here's my complaint I don't like, I don't find Apple TV to be very user friendly. It sucks. Why is it so bad? It's also, have you noticed that it's darker? Like it's like it's like the shows are darker than the other streaming services. Um, I don't, I haven't noticed that, but the thing I don't like is that I can't see all the episodes no. unless I it's like that should be available to me. Because sometimes I, like I say, I fall asleep and then I'll just move to the next episode. But I was like, no, I don't want to watch that episode. I need to rewatch that. And it's so difficult to get to the page where they have all the episodes. I've never seen anything like it. No, it's, it's like, a bad app. Who designed this? It's, they're the computer people. Why are they? Why is it the worst streaming service? And Apple is famously user friendly. I don't know how they did this. It's I don't know how crazy. this happened. I feel like. I feel like I'm brainless because I'm like, I know how to use streaming apps. No, like, it is, it is, I've had the exact same problem and I've made the same complaint. I was and like, can you just take me to the show page? No, like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's really crazy. It's very strange. Uh, so that's my little Apple TV complaint. It's horrible. I just read that Criminal Minds Evolution is coming back this year. Oh, see, I need to get back on Criminal Minds too. Yeah, because you got to get to Evolution. Yeah, I need Evolution's to get so good. That's a good one. And the other show that I, I was tempted to watch, but then I was like, no. I was talking to a friend of mine, and he's watching. Uh, he got obsessed with Chicago Fire. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I heard about that. I, but why? I, I was like, I was kind of tempted because I was like, well, the guy from House is on it, the Australian guy. So maybe it's good. I don't know. Is and it? I was like, why is it so... I, but I've had several people in my life at some point or another tell me they were obsessed with Chicago Fire. Really? Yes. And I'm like, what? And then, of course, that's one of those things where you look up and you're like, there's Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago, Chicago you know, emergency. <laughs> like, it's, it's part of the Law & Order universe, too. Oh, it is? Yes, because they do crossovers. Like Chicago PD or Chicago Fire will often do a crossover with SVU. Yes, I think I am. I do remember this now. No, it's crazy. It's like, it's like there's very, 
there's a lot of shows that have been on a very long time. Like this show is on for like 12 seasons or something crazy. I know. It's crazy. Brendan was, like, was on an episode. Oh, he was? Of PD, Chicago PD. These shows single-handedly keep many actors working. And good for All them. All of them. Good for them. Because there's like, I was talking to my friend and we're like, there's actors where you're like, whatever happened to them? I love this guy. And it's like, oh, he's been on Chicago Fire for 12 years. <laughs> good, that's great. It's I'm happy. Because it's like, that sets them up for life. Yeah. They have these 12 season, a fucking show like Chicago Fire that's going to be syndicated forever. Yeah. Um, I love it. So I'm obsessed with that whole world of shows that have eight spinoffs and are have all been on for 12 to 14 years and I've never seen them. Speaking of which, I've been watching Criminal Intent at night. Okay, you got to tell me which one that is. It's with, it's with your boyfriend, Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, Criminal Intent. Law and Order Criminal Law Intent. Law and Order Criminal got Intent. Got it. Did you watch the Liza Minnelli one? No, not yet. Okay, so you're you're watching them in order. Yeah, I'm watching them in order because I had never watched Criminal Intent before and I had forgot I forgot that I had started it a really long time ago, so I've just kind of picked it back up and, oops, sorry. Vince, Vincent is such a weirdo. I love him. I'm, I know he blocked you on Twitter. I still love him. But I, I so, love him more. Well, that's like the hottest thing he's ever done. <laughs> he's so He's going to get mad at me again. He's going to get mad. I really want him to come on the show and I want him to like forgive you. I think we would be friends, um, but he'd probably be mad at me all the time. He'd be like, Desi, come on. Like he, this is he would, that would, you're atrocious. I love you, but you need to shut up. Like he needs to put me in my place. Cause I am, I am a little brat. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. He's, he's, um, no, I'm really enjoying like every time he's just like, I, I love chuckle. him. And he's super weird on that show. He's so weird, but it's so funny cause it's <clears throat> such a straight man character. Cause it's like a crime procedural. And but he's bringing his own flair to it. But he's a weirdo. Oh, totally. He's still a weirdo on the yeah, show. Yeah, I love it. No, I like Criminal Intent. I was trying to figure out, I was like looking at the Wikipedia for the Major Crimes Unit in New York, and it is like not at all what the Major Crimes Unit on the show is. It's just so funny to me that like they had this whole other franchise, but it was like, it didn't seem like the cases were that different from the original Law & Order. Um... Wait, sorry. I'm sorry. I got distracted because I was thinking of Dick Wolf. I agree because Dick Wolf goes off. Like he's he's crazy. I love Dick Wolf. <clears throat> Me too. But he goes off in these shows and makes them into things where you think that's how it really is. And it's not. Um, <clears throat> the reason I was thinking of him was because I was someone was telling me about a show they were watching and I embarrassed myself a little bit because they were like, I'm watching the show FBI and I looked it up immediately and I was like, that's a Dick Wolf show. And I was like, how did I not know he had a show called FBI? Brendan was on FBI. Okay. See, there's too many shows. I was like, this is what happens when I went off of TV to streaming. I don't know any shows that are on on network TV anymore. Like, I really don't unless they cross over into like becoming like uh, talked about on social media. Right. Um. So there's so many shows on on fucking TV, like regular TV that I don't even know anymore. Right. Uh, so I was like, FBI, is that good? <laughs> Did you watch it? I watched his episode. Okay. that's I've only seen his episode. So it didn't attempt you to watch more. I mean, at some point, enough is enough. Well, 
you got to have a special, like what's going to make me watch a show, right? The reality is, is like the first 10 seasons, maybe 13 seasons of Law & Order SVU to me is the pinnacle. I know obviously classic Law & Order, that's like, it's a classic for a reason. It's like iconic. But the first like 10 to 13 seasons of SVU, what set it apart for me was there was always twists and turns in the cases, and the cases were also usually really bizarre. And they stopped doing that in the last five or six years. The cases are a lot more like standard and realistic now, and it's definitely, they also, over the past several years, have really made it a lot about the detectives' personal lives, too. Yes. Which I'm not as interested in. For that type of show. Yeah. I, and I, I really watched and loved SVU so much because it would start out like, uh, you know, a, a couple walking down the street and they see a dead guy and like, then it's like, it turns out the dead guy was like a clown and then somehow that leads them to like an underground like rave and then that leads them to it just like everything kind of like would just go all these twists and turns. Right. And then it's like you find out at the end it's like incest. And you got iced tea the whole time and you're like, whoa, freaky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Like it's oh that's messed up. That's what he says. That, yeah, that, that's, that's messed, messed up. up. Um there's now a podcast he's not allowed called to, that. Now he's not allowed to kink shame. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it just was like a lot more bizarre. So like I I watched SVU up until like the past two years, I think, and then I just kind of fell off of it. I was like a loyal a loyal viewer because honestly, like the cases were just like too realistic. It was like somebody got date raped, and it's like that was it. And I and it just felt like I was like, well, that just bums me out. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's just that's like so sad. real. <laughs> Right, you can put some distance if it's a crazier. No, they it's were like, all this is crazy. made up. It's not real. It's like you can kind of trick yourself. It was just felt more um it just was like I don't know. I know I'm now not. Now I'm alone. like I should make a I should do an SVU rewatch. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. I mean, I, those are shows I don't think I've ever rewatched. I mean, I've probably seen multiple you really episodes should. a few times, but not like in order, you know? It's really like one of the best, if not the best, police procedural, in my opinion. I mean, I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. Yeah. I, I liked Law & Order, too. Because that was probably one of the first shows I watched that was like a procedural. Yeah. Like that. Where I was like, oh, I love this show. Yeah. It wasn't trying to do anything else. And I like how you get like the courtroom stuff, too. I like Jerry Orbach. He's great. <laughs> Jerry Orbach was great. Um. Yeah, it just it just fell off for me. That's just a personal. I still like love Marishka Hargitay. I'm glad she's an iced tea. I love him. I'm glad they're still on the show. I hope they get tons of money. They're rolling in it. Yeah, they're I love fine. Um, what would you eat? Um, well, I didn't really have anything that interesting, but I do want to tell you about <laughs> an interesting candy I bought for people for Christmas. And then I finally got it for myself and I really like it. If you like if you like gummies and like spicy, it's these gummy gummy candies that are um sprinkled with taj, tajin. Yeah. They're really good. Where'd you get them from? Uh they have them at Target now, but I actually got them at World Market. 
Right. And then I saw Target had this big ad blitz about them. They're so good though. So instead of like sour sugar, it's tahin. It's tahin. So it's like Ooh. peach rings with tahin, watermelon rings with tahin, and they're just really good. I don't know. If you like that kind of stuff, I know I'm not like the hugest gummy person, but these ones I really liked. And then the other exciting thing that <laughs> I guess I do have one more thing. Someone got me um a beef jerky of the month subscription. What? And honestly, what? I, I love it. What? So it's like every month I get four different beef jerkies. Are they sometimes, do you get like bison? No. Well, it's I only, only have gotten it one month. So they were all beef. So I'm sure, I think they keep it beef. Because I don't it, want like salmon jerky or ugh. something. Like I would fucking throw up. I had that in the 90s. Oh, it's like, can we not jerk everything? <laughs> Do you know Not what I mean? Every turkey jerky. It's like that's that's like a dog's a cat snack. <laughs> yeah, I'm cat sorry. Treat. That's a cat treat. I don't want that. I do remember eating that in the 90s. Oh, a there's, there's a period where everyone got a fucking dehydrator and they're like throwing shit in there. <laughs> yeah, they like, like the cantaloupe open. Yeah, I know. I agree. Like fucking elk jerky. It's like come elk on. Elk jerky. There's turkey. like all the turkey. I don't want. I don't want beef. <laughs> there's also like bite. I feel like people were into bison for a while. Bison. Had a moment. Bison really had a moment. It started in like the late 90s. People would get bison burgers. Because I remember I worked at a restaurant and they had bison burgers. And oh, everyone's really? like, ooh, bison burgers. It's lean. I was like, yeah, I don't fucking care. Like, get your bison burger. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, so did you get like different flavors? I have to say it was four different packs of jerky. They were all really good, which I'm very picky about what I like. Because I do like beef jerky as a snack. I'm trash. But now they're all gourmet. These were yeah. really good. And they were, I have to say, it was helpful because I'm trying to eat more protein. And it was good to have those little jerkies when I needed needed something. Yeah. Uh, and they were tasty. I was shocked that they were all delicious. No, there was like that one brand of beef jerky when we were kids. Like, it wasn't like, oh boy, Oberto. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't wasn't it's it? It's something like that. I can't remember. This was definitely elevated small batch. Stuff which yeah. can be gross sometimes, yeah, because you're like, no, I want like a version of that, <laughs> like the store jerky. It was really good, so I'm kind of excited for my next batch. Beef jerky of the month that's funny. It was called Jerky Gent, is the company. So if you like beef jerky, check it out because I really liked the ones I got. Um, and I, I thought it was a fun gift because I never would get something like that for myself. No, but it's nice for someone else to get that for you. No, I was like, thank you, like now I have something to look forward to. Um, for a few months at least. Nice. I'm excited. So that was pretty fun, actually. Um, my weird little snack foods. I love I like it. A, I love a snack. I love a snack too. I put my little beef jerky out at the end of the night. Watch the morning show. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I was really inspired by Angie K from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Oh. She's Greek. Mm, is she? She's Greek. <laughs> and so I've been thinking about how much I love Greek food this week. So I made Spanakopita. Oh my God, I saw that. This I forgot. Was, this was my first time using working with phyllo dough. Really? My oh, wow. first time ever working with phyllo dough. And that is difficult. And here's why I made it difficult for myself is because I was so hungry. Because of course I decided to make it while I was like starving. And it was like late at night oh that God. I didn't let it defrost all the way. So it was just like oh ripping. I mean, it tasted delicious and it looked it looked nice. 
Dude, that is so relatable when you buy a frozen dough. <laughs> Like I've tried to unroll a pie crust and split. Yes. (laughs) Yes. This thing was splitting everywhere. I didn't make like individual spanakopitas. I made like a pie basically and then slight cut it up into squares. And I obviously delivered a big chunk of that to my brother because there was no way I'd be able to eat. I mean, I could. I could have eaten that whole pan by myself. but I spinach. And lots of other stuff. It was so good. I want to make it again. Yeah, I like that. That's like one of my favorite Greek dishes. It's, it's so, so good. Because it's really salty with that like feta cheese. Did you put feta in of it? Of course. Yeah. That's the cheese. Yeah. It's like nice and salty and that crispy. It's like such a good combo. It's like the best way to eat spinach. <laughs> it's so good. You can eat so much spinach if it's in that form. I love it. We need a Greek restaurant revolution in Los Angeles. Where are all the Greek places? I want a Greek restaurant that's like, um, has other dishes than souvlaki. Because you'll go to a place that are like a good sandwich, souvlaki or falafel or whatever. I guess falafel's not Greek. It's like a casual dining. It's more Mediterranean. And they have like sort of these few dishes, but they don't have, they don't go deep. I want deep, deep Greek. Yeah. Um, By the way, I saw this place that I really want to go to they only make one sandwich and it's a vegan. It's, it's like 12 different greens and it's rolled up and it's some kind of Mediterranean dish. Whoa. And that's all they sell and it's in Glendale. Whoa. And it looks really good. Um, actually, Mark Marin tweeted <laughs> and he got it. And then I, of course, immediately was like, what's that? And he loves food. And it, and then, then I saw all these rave reviews about it and I was like, that looks good to me. So it's like 17 greens rolled up in this like thin lavash style bread Ooh. and it's supposedly like amazing Yum. and because it, it's obviously very seasoned with lots of garlic and spices so i don't know I, I don't have the name of what it was but i'm sure if you just look up whatever or look at mark Marin's social media <laughs> you'll see i it. follow him on twitter did he tweet it or Instagram? Uh, it looks so good it might have been instagram because it was a picture right um then i'll follow him there well, I, you're missing out on I, that sandwich. Does he post food stuff? Um, I honestly, do, I honestly don't remember. Oh, here it is. This is the bat. Uh, it's it's in Glendale. Okay, it's Armenian. Okay, and it's called Zhenglov Hots. I'm sure I'm saying that absolutely correctly. That doesn't sound right. But look at the sandwich. It's just like this rolled up greens and like a lavash type thing. It just looks really good. It's good. It looks very So we uh, should verdant. go there. It's greens and spices, and I like a place where that's all they sell. I've been saving a lot of recipes on Instagram. Oh, and they sell paklava, which is some kind of baklava-type dish. Paklava? I think it's made with pe- pecans or walnuts and, or whatever. I don't know what it is, but that looks fucking good. Anyway, we, we, can, we can go there sometime. I like a restaurant where they have these little... Um, like that kind of coffee, you pour it in. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Turkish, no, I Turkish coffee. I want some. I want that. Anything that's authentic, I'm gonna want to try. Yeah, I don't even care authentic to where. Yeah, give me some. If it's a cuisine. dish that I've never heard of, but it's like their national treasure, I, I'm, need I it. want it. I need it. Put it in my mouth. So. Uh, yeah, I haven't been to a restaurant in ages. 
because I'm like having this, you know, we're in the Christmas come down. I know it's like the middle of January, but look, it, December was a big month for me. Yeah, I think we're all there. We're all there. It's like, it's like, what's next? What's my next thing I'm going to eat a lot of? <laughs> what's that like, coming? What I'm thinking, like, what is the next celebration? I'm. It's not Valentine's Day because going out to dinner on Valentine's Day is such a scam. And I did it. We did it last year. No, it's, it's a total scam. It's fucking, the food's never good. Because they put together these prefix menus yeah. that you have to order from. And it's always crowded and annoying. And like, it tastes like bad catering. They're like, let's get rid of the salmon. It's always, let's get rid of the salmon. <laughs> and it's always like, there's one thing on the prefix menu, like the dessert's always bullshit. It's always like, a the dessert sc- is always it's bad. It's always like a scoop of our gelato. Like, I don't want your vanilla gelato. Or it's one of those bullshit flourless chocolate cakes Ugh. that are awful. <laughs> I hate that. I hate a. F- I no, and it's a cold flourless. Chocolate it's a cold cake. flourless chocolate cake that's like this is from Safeway or something. And it has it comes with a raspberry and a mint leaf garnish. Like it's that one raspberry and the, the fucking powdered sugar the sprinkle. Powdered sugar, <laughs> and it's like so dated. You can't believe it. You can't believe yeah. a restaurant still serving it. It's like how dare you put a raspberry coolie sp- swirl. <laughs> Not the raspberry coolie. How dare you? How dare this you? Is, what year is this? What year is this? I yeah, we we went to like a pasta. Oh, I remember you were like so upset. Oh yeah, I texted you. You texted me like I'm so because it was like three courses and you're like, I didn't even I only liked one pasta. I only liked one <laughs> pasta. And it, we drove like to West Hollywood too. No, I had a bad feeling about it, but I didn't. I didn't say anything. I I, like, we just hadn't. It, it had been like a few years since we did like a Valentine's Day dinner, so we just like I had forgotten. Like I, I think you go out on a different night and do Valentine's and do Valentine's Day, Day dinner a different night, or you cook for each other at home. That's true too. Or you get a place that's always the same, like you go to Shake Shack. You don't go to a place that has some special. Yeah, you go get tacos. Yeah. You have oh. Valentine's talk. That's cute. That's where I think that's cute. I think we and should you guys do that. Cheers the tacos. <laughs> we can cheers our tacos. It was just so mediocre and so disappointing. And like it was ever it was packed. Like everyone was just crammed in there. It was so loud. Like we just like it just was like not the vibe. I, there's probably places where it would be good, but it's probably a high end restaurant already. I don't yeah. even believe it, Desi. Be- I know because I I've, wouldn't do it. Because now that I look back on it, like I realized that night, I was like, oh, every time I've ever gone out to dinner on Valentine's Day, the food's been mediocre. I think it's something. Sometimes you have to accept the truth. I just and to Valentine's it. Day dinner, it's like, it's like we we talked about in the Ashley Simpson recap. Yeah. People put a lot of pressure on it. Yeah. And it's like a guy trying to do something. <laughs> and they fail. Uh, yeah. And, and they it's just fail. like the woman is just like, what? I only liked one pasta. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it was. No, what? I was so scared for you. I remember that night. I was I, like, oh, I'm scared. I mean, we got dressed up. I mean, they had, had its moment. It wasn't but, the worst thing that's ever happened to me. But the you put an expectation on it. It was just like you know how I am about food. Yes, I want every meal I eat to be spectacular. Absolutely. I don't care if it costs two dollars. I want it to be spectacular. Yeah, no, I agree. It's Especially, not about the price. Yeah, that's why I think 
I typically don't do those holiday things. I had vegan, I went to a vegan sushi place one year on Valentine's Day. Really? Yeah. That's risky. I dated a vegan woman. Oh my God. And we went to a vegan, I, look, I found the place, it was very thoughtful of me and I don't. Yeah. I mean, I could eat vegan, but vegan sushi it sounds was like, what's the point? It was a vegan sushi place. <laughs> and you know what? I left very unsatisfied. Yeah, that sounds really sad for me. It was very sad. <laughs> and I don't even know. I, you know what? She was happy. She was very happy, I remember. But I left very culinarily unsatisfied and like wanting to stop and get a cheeseburger on the way home. Yeah, you know it's bad when you have to go through a drive through immediately after <laughs> the restaurant. I was still hungry. And like it just... If you leave a restaurant hungry, that's... That is like a bad feeling. It was so bad. It was so That's bad. A bad feeling. It was so bad. And also it was like a prefix thing too. So I couldn't even like pick like, okay, I'm just gonna get 12 avocado rolls. Like no. it just like it I know w- a prefix, it's like come I, I'm it's like very rare that a prefix works for me on every choice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's, There's always, always one, one where I'm like, I don't want either of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's never like something I'm like, yes, everyone's a banger. <laughs> No, this was like, no, nothing. I mean, that was like, that was, that was a gamble. I tried something new that year. Yeah. Sometimes you do. (laughs) Now I know. Yeah. Now I know. Absolutely. Okay. Well, well, we will be back later for our main episode. And uh, if you're not on the Patreon, we just recorded episodes six and seven, no, five and six. Five and six. Of the Ashley Simpson show. Very um, action-packed episodes. Yes. Yes. It's she, picking up. She really, she really <laughs> uh, got into it, This these two episodes. She did. She's having issues. She's having major issues. And there's some ominous foreshadowing that we discuss. Yes. And we get some Jessica. We finally get some Jessica Simpson action. So, all good. It's exciting. Patreon.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. I will put a link in the show notes. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23.